This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to Exo Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 80. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited because today is our first guest episode. This is a new series that we're going to be featuring on EXO. Once a month, I will have a new guest on the show and we're going to be talking about all higher self stuff, spiritual stuff, relationship stuff, and answering a listener question. And for my first guest of the series is somebody that is a dear friend and such an inspiration. And I'm sure some of you are familiar with his work. It is Sada Simone. I had the honor of being a guest on Saw Dismone's podcast last year, the Spiritually Sassy podcast, and I had an amazing time. And that was our very first conversation. Since then, we've stayed in touch. We've checked in on each other. I feel like such a kindred spirit to Saw because we come from a similar background. We're both doing this healing work and we're both queer and people of color, and really trying to dismantle what can sometimes be an exclusionary approach to spirituality or a whitewashed approach or a approach that doesn't talk about queer issues or politics or racism. And these are topics that Saw doesn't steer away from and neither do I. And I think this work is so important. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. I am so excited to have my very dear friend and, and total inspiration, Saw De Simone, as a guest. Welcome, Saw. Hi, my love. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We like know each other, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna give a little um little intro. Okay, so Saw is a yogi, a mystic, and artist, a spiritual revolutionary, international best-selling author. Um, he's the author of five-minute daily meditations and spiritually sassy, eight radical steps to activate your inner, your innate superpowers. Um, also has a top-rated podcast called the Spiritually Sassy Podcast. If you haven't heard it, you need to check it out. Saw is also a transformational speaker a sass-tacular human being, and your biggest fan. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my darling. I love that so much. Work. You've worked with so many amazing teachers and guides. Mm -hmm. You do, you help people all over the world. 
through social media, through your workshops, through your podcast, through your books. Um, you use movement, you use your voice, you use your writing, you use your energy, you mix traditional teaching with um, modern understanding. You don't shy away from difficult topics. You're the whole package, the oh, absolute honey. whole package. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my darling. And the same is for you, you know. <laughs> Um, I've shared with you that, like, you know, the term spiritually sassy has mm. been brewing in the background of my mind for a long time, but you have been a catalyst, a living embodiment mm. of being a spiritually sassy warrior, you know, leading the leading the movement, you know? So for us to be connected and friends, it's truly like, yes, honey, yes, yes. The more audaciously authentic you are, the more your that your tribe, your community will find you. It's like mm-hmm. literally, it's the it's the equation. You know, vulnerability and authenticity will be the magnet for yes. the people that are going to support you in in, yes. in creative ways, in business ways, in in yeah. emotional ways, in spiritual ways. So like, this is us yeah. right here. You know what I mean? This is us. Oh my gosh! I always like to say your authenticity is your greatest asset. But yep. just in case people don't, re- let's talk about what spiritually sassy means. Let's get give a definition of okay. your, your spiritually sassy Your spiritually method. sassy, yes. I mean, so there's a couple ways to go about it. So in short, I, you know, when I was at the beginning of my spiritual journey, I had become what I had equated to a, a disciplined spiritual seeker. So I was mm. talking like this. I was mm. walking like this. I was, if someone made a funny joke, I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> if someone was dropped at bringing, serving the highest looks, I'd be like, mm-hmm. If someone, if I was like sad or devastated on despair, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh, My emotional pendulum wouldn't swing this way or that way too far. Um, it would actually internally would swing mm-hmm. really far, but the external expression of it was very, um, very reserved, re- very rigid is the actual word. And mm-hmm. the, the actually taking a step further, it was very contrived. It was very controlled because I thought that by being, that being a spiritual seeker, a genuine, sincere spiritual seeker meant that I had to present myself in what we call uh, in the spiritual assassin movement, zombie zen. We had wow. thought that the zombie Zen was was the the was the the, the barometer. The more zombie Zen you were, the the, the barometer of, of liber- liberation, the closer to the barometer of liberation you were. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting that like I started to have these these revelations why I was, you know, sitting in all these holy, holy places with these holy beings and seeing the 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 the, the gurus and the masters and the saints and the sages cackling and laughing and making jokes and making everybody laugh every every like end of a sentence we'll all laugh and I always thought that joy is for them because they're free we're not free we're 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 in prison in our minds we're mm-hmm. we're shackled we're we're conditioned we're traumatized we're in pain we're not meant to be laughing like that's not part of liberation they can laugh because they're liberated and mm-hmm. I just started to like have these realizations that no they were inviting us into this new stage of liberation, that joy is the guiding force. It's not a joy of neglect. It's not a joy of bypassing. It's not a joy of avoidance. It's a joy that is the foundation of your inner world. Does that make sense? It just yes. carries you through everything. And then 
A miracle happened. I went to see Jitsuma Tenzin Palmo, this legendary, iconic saint. She spent 12 years in a cave, and I was writing Spiritually Sassy, but I didn't really know exactly what I was writing. I just knew that I needed to write a book for the queer brown uh, community. Yes, I yes, needed yes. to do something that was like, needed to support us, um, not us against them, but just yeah. something that was um, really representing us in the spaces, right? Because going to all these holy places with all these holy beings, I would look around and be like, oh my God, where are the queer people? Where are the brown bodies? Again, the Buddha was a brown body. What happened? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened? Yes. But yeah. anyways, I was just questioning and not getting like dwelling in that space, but you know, in short, so um, I when I met with her, she said, "You're here to teach about joy. You're here to bring joy." This is this is I have a I, you know she, I'm paraphrasing what she said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In in short, the way I internalized and I and I understood it in my heart was like, "You're here to bring a message of joy," and I was like, "Oh my God, that's really what I'm here to do." So spiritually sassy is to you know to so have a spiritual audacity. To be truly authentically yourself, but this this yourself that I speak about is once you're awake in the four qualities in your heart, according to Buddhist psychology, which are love, mm-hmm. compassion, joy, and wisdom. And again, I've I've modernized these four qualities a little bit too. But once you awaken these four qualities, and you're not afraid of expressing your love in an audacious way, you're not afraid of expressing mm-hmm. your compassion in a bold, loud, fierce, flamboyant, mm-hmm. queer way. You're not afraid of of bringing your your wisdom in a way that is a spiritual scandal to the world. You're not afraid of walking as joy. We all resist the urge to walk as joy in the world all the time. So yeah. that's what it is. And knowing the difference that for me and for you, our our audacious joy looks like um, dressing up and playing different characters. And for me, it's dancing and being loud. For the inner experience of joy will feel the same. The outer expression will look different for everybody. Yeah. So spiritually, SAS is giving people the, the bridge and the foundation for them to, to know that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And that's amazing. You know, um, we I think it was Marianne Williamson who I heard her talk about one time at one of her talks that I went to about how love does not speak loud enough. You know, hate speaks so loud and love's kind of quiet, mm. you know, and how it needs to be so much louder mm. and expressions that. of love. And, 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 you know, so that's totally what it reminds me of. It also reminds me of, for me, you know, as an artist, and I know you're an artist too, a creative person as well. The way that I like to think about art is that creative energy is just all over, you know, every it's accessible to everybody. And then it moves through us and how it comes out is it's, it's different because it's shaped by the form of our experience and our perspective, but ultimately it's all, we're all working with the same stuff. Mm. And that's why it's also so beautiful because it's a reflection of exactly where you're at at that moment in time in your journey. Mm. And that's why there's no such thing as good or bad art because it's just self-expression and, and, and it's all valuable. And the only reason why we've, you know, judge something as good or bad or in the art world and there's like you know the supposed masters and everything is because we've only valued certain self-expressions mm. you know <laughs> especially mm. like white cis male self-expression That's right yes and yes. so we're you know we're evolving to see our own value is it equal to seeing the value of everybody's creative creativity and everybody's imagination everybody's expressions of love mm-hmm. um so yeah, I guess 
that's totally what it reminds me. And, 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 and like how you say your joy comes out and you know, your joy comes out in this way, my joy really, and this is one of the, you know, before we got on this, (laughs) before we Mm -hmm. pressed record, we were talking about having boundaries in our, our healing work and in posting on social media and all of this stuff and, and finding Mm -hmm. that boundary. And one of the things that I really realized lately, because I was, I took a two week break off of Instagram which was the first time I've ever even taken a break, you know, for five years, which is wild. <laughs> Once I gave myself that permission, I was like, oh my God, like I can take a break. Like, you yeah, know, you yeah. just don't even realize that you're like, oh yeah. And the biggest realization I think I had in that two weeks was I felt I had lost my courage when it came to my creative, my creative expression. You know, like I had been so focused on what can I give and how can I say it in a way that people will understand it because I care. I want the message out there. But a huge part of my own healing is being able to explore, you know, other realms of expression and doing it in new ways and nurturing my artistry and my intimate relationship with myself in that way mm-hmm. and being able to share that like that's mm-hmm. you know that's so important to me and it's also part of my spirituality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, can you talk a little bit about like the realizations you've had in terms of you know mm-hmm. sharing because I think probably a lot of people that listen to this podcast are also doing similar work they're trying to help people mm-hmm. they have to use social media too or they want to spread love on social mm-hmm. media Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And thank you for this, for, thank you for bringing this up, uh, my love, because it's really a fine line, you know, and I'm just like really like realizing, refining Mm -hmm. and editing and re-editing and dying and being reborn again, you know, constantly. And I think, how do we capture the death and the rebirth in a way that, that is authentic and genuine um, and that can help people. I think a, a, a problem that I've had, I think, was, and this is very vulnerable, it's I, from being neglected, rejected, hurt, abused, uh, you know, have gone through all the layers, even the capital T trauma. Um, I felt that if I shared every single bit of my inner world and my outer reality without holding back with complete, utter honesty to the world um, was the only way that I could actually, I only saw that being, here's here's what I'm trying to say. It's I thought because I was so uh, hurt and I was and I've and I've hurt other people and I was like trying to make things right I felt like the only way that I could share myself on social media was to be radically honest and the honesty had to have uh no had to be completely transparent mm. right and the transparency had to be just comp- every post had to be the full had to be I'm, I'm you know it's interesting you ask this question because I'm still in the process of it so that's why I'm like formulating in my mind I was like and not formulating as like a as a way to sound smart or wise. I'm just formulating yeah. as in like, wow, this is a point of tension that I'm still kind of like mm-hmm. coming to terms with. 
But in short, here's what I'm realizing. I think once when we are traumatized um, or hurt or or we become these people pleasers, so we're over explaining, we're over sharing, we're over giving as a means to to be to be loved, yes. as a way to to feel like we belong, as a way for us to get somebody to say you matter. Right? You matter. You fucking matter. Excuse my language. I made a vow to not curse anymore. But you matter. You're valued. I love you. And I love you for who you are. I felt like I needed to over-explain, over-share, over-give in order for me to just receive that little bit of kindness. Right? I didn't think that I could um, share a, a, a more actualized teaching, not so much of the processed the process, I felt like if I shared the final product, I wasn't being honest with my mm-hmm. audience while they're all going through this process that I'm also going through. What's personal, it's universal, right? We know this. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, it's two sides to this. It's like I'm trying to figure out now what's the best way for me to share authentically and in full transparency with the world what I'm going through Um while having a a uh, a boundary around what's what's okay to share because it impacts the people in my in my in my nuclear family in my nuclear group like it's really impacting them that I am sharing so vulnerably so honestly everything that's happening in my in my inner life mm-hmm. and I think for all of us content creators and artists and healing artists we just have to find that line of like, is this empowered vulnerability or is this disempowered vulnerability? Mm. You know, does this empower you or this, or does this permeate a, a victim mindset? Does this move you into the victor of mindset where there's no blame or shame or guilt? Or does this, uh, you know, keep you in that rigid state? So I'm still, I'm still having the realizations. I'm still making the changes. Um, <clears throat> but one thing I do want to say, it's that the, the the wild thing that happened to me recently was like the day that I made the change to what I'm sharing on social media, the day that I said I, I, I'm, I'm, I will share more of a crystallized product, not so much of me going to the garden and, and being with the mud and fertilizing the soil and putting the seed in there and watching the seed sprout and grow and then becomes a flower. And like, I wouldn't share every single detail mm, of that mm-hmm. because that's like a peek into my, into my, into the depth of my being, mm. you know, that that requires, that requires protection. That requires care. That requires yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Inviting the whole world at this point, you know, millions of people looking into our into our process, it, it could it could uh, detour detour uh, derail the process mm. mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and delay the process in a way, right? Yeah. So the day that I made the choice to not share me going to the garden and you know, and I'm and metaphorically speaking here, I hope you guys are following, you know, the day that I made that change was the day that I woke up with people calling me saying Kendall Jenner posted about you on her grid and on her stories. And then I see my my whole platform blowing up from every angle. And I was like, wow, okay, God, goddess, divine, Buddhist, Bodhisattvas, Daka Zakinis, all celestial beings. I know <laughs> y'all are sassy, honey, because yeah. y'all playing with me right now. So, you know, I think we are, we, we are in constant uh, communion and, and in communication with, with the celestial beings, with life in itself. Yes. So just find what works for you. For me, 
and I think I'm, I don't want to speak for Bunny, but I think we can get we can kind of say that we needed to be radically uh, vulnerable and and share all of all of what we've had, all of what was going on for us. And I don't want to overspeak for you, my love, but for me, it was like I needed to share to the degree that I've shared to be able to feel authentic and truly be vulnerable. And I was empowered in my vulnerability too, to be able to build what I have. And now to mm -hmm. go from here into the next stage of my personal yeah. evolution, to the next stage of my art, to the next stage of, of my growth, something's got to change. Mm -hmm. And that's, you're speaking to something that's changing, hasn't changed yet. So that's why my words are stumbled. That's why my thoughts are not formulated. That's why my my blueprint is not yet uh, created. So thank you for bringing light to the to that process. Well, that's that's so amazing because it's also just like you know, the Kylie Jenner thing is like, oh really? Like Kendall, did, Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. Jenner. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, I confuse okay. him. Um, but the it's really being like actually being that exposed is kind of forcing you to create those boundaries too, because now it's even less safe for you to be, you know, sharing the things that you're still working on healing, the things that are still vulnerable in that way. Mm -hmm. So it's almost, you know, such a blessing that you're now you're like, okay, well now I really have to, mm -hmm. because yeah. I see how easily, how the internet is just, you can all of a sudden one day have, hundreds of thousands or if not more mm -hmm. people looking at you and mm -hmm. um the you know the internet it, it isn't a safe space it isn't a safe space in in so many ways so we mm -hmm. do have to take care of ourselves mm -hmm. for sure um i've definitely been felt that and i think also as people as queer people who mm -hmm. have oftentimes been made to feel like we didn't belong that we didn't fit in you know, we're, that's why it's so like fun and, and, and amazing and, and liberating for us to be like, I'm just going to show every single part of myself. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything because yeah. I can now and yeah. I have the freedom to do that. And I do love myself. And it's kind of like this being like, I'm not ashamed of this, but you know, I think that we have to also take care of ourselves and we don't have to, that's another thing is like, we also have to realize that actually we don't have to prove it anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't have to prove mm -hmm. ourselves anymore. This is it. You're giving me the keys and the code. Thank you. Thank you. Keep going. I'm just like, <laughs> holy, mm, this is what it is. I don't, we don't have to prove ourselves anymore. Mm -hmm. Our queerness are not a point of tension and shame. Mm -hmm. They are mm -hmm. liberatory. They mm -hmm. are they are literally, we don't, we're not seeking your tolerance, your approval, your acceptance, mm -hmm. honey, been there, done it. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you're reaching an, a new stage in who you are in the world, in your teachings, and you've already built something. You're secure. Your, your, your house is totally secure. Saw, you know, yeah, thank you for saying like that, it's it, the walls are strong. Yeah. The foundation. Good foundation. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's all there. So you can relax a little bit. You That's can take it. A, you can take a breath. You can take a step yeah. back. That's you right. can just kind of observe and really yeah. feel out what's working for you and what's not working for you. And, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing. And that's, what's so beautiful about the trajectory of your work and how much you've built. Um, and really, honestly, if, if you haven't seen, if you're not familiar with saw, I mean, it's, 
it's really just so inspiring and, and your posts are really, really inspiring. Um, and you post all of the time mm-hmm. and I know how much work goes into that. Yep. It, it's a lot. It's <laughs> it a is. lot. Um, it's so much creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much time. Um, and to, to be putting these really deep concepts, um, into such a, short amount of time into these very simple. And then, you know, you have to, there's so much psychology around it, all the stuff. But anyway, I just wanted to say you're doing an amazing job. Oh, thank you. My and name. you are doing plenty and it's, and it's really, really beautiful to see. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello, Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hey, Bunny. Hey, Kara. You know what's cool about this podcast? What? That we get to help people and bring them together. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But we need help too, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we do. I mean, everybody does, right? For access to bonus content and to help support this podcast, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self. We couldn't do this work without you. Our Patreon and our subscribers are keeping this podcast sustainable. So don't forget to show your love. Everybody needs help and support. Thanks y'all. One thing I do want, um, to talk about before we get to a listener question, because I really wanted to get your help on answering a listener question. And this is obviously a big topic. We don't have to get too far into it, but I, I, what I really like about your work is how much you talk about forgiveness. Mm. And speaking of social media and speaking of, you know, the complex times we're living in and all of this shadow stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, sometimes it feels so hard to, feel like there's a space for forgiveness Mm -hmm. these days Um, and to talk about that and to, and to, and it's almost like talking about love and compassion has become taboo. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's a bad word and and some, you know, to be Mm -hmm. compassionate about Mm -hmm. somebody for making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so hard because sometimes my heart just hurts sometimes so much because I keep thinking to myself, people are just born, they're just born into their bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just born into these forms, into these circumstances, into these environments. Mm-hmm. 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 And then we do, you know, we have a responsibility in those forms. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when I think about how me being queer and me being brown mm-hmm. gave me such a deeper understanding 
of certain things. And had I not been, maybe I wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's obviously still so much for me to unlearn Mm -hmm. as well. But just Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about that in terms of Mm Uh, uh, of forgiveness and and how we can like hold space between mm-hmm. trying to make people accountable, but also mm-hmm. encouraging people mm-hmm. and, and speaking to who their what their true self is. Mm, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak about this because, you know, the truth is kind of goes back a little bit into my into my little the building of my of my story you know there's a period of my life that i thought that the pain that was done to me and that the pain that i had done to others were the definition of my story mm. and when someone like a spiritual teacher would say to me close your eyes let's meditate you know come into the present moment and i would just close my eyes first i had a, a very hard time closing my eyes and then when i closed my eyes i would just be flooded with past memories of the ways others have hurt me and other ways that I've hurt other people. Um, and I had no, no, I had no, I had no, like no context, no picture, no, no experience of presence. Like I had never been taught what it means to be present, what it means to yeah. approach the here and the now without the baggage of the past or without the projections of the future. So that's kind of like what propelled me into into understanding forgiveness, into studying it and talking about it so much because my inability to forgive myself and ask for forgiveness of others and enter into a state of forgiveness uh, led to self-destructive behaviors and Mm. like drinking, drugs, partying, overeating, binge watching, all the things, all self-destructive mm-hmm. behaviors. The way I see self-destructive behaviors is our, we believe, so you open a topic that there's a lot of layers that I have to speak yeah, to, yeah, but I'll, yeah, try to make, yeah. I'll try to make it a brief, but so we believe unconsciously through the collective hallucination, right? The way we're all sort of tapped into the same sort of poisonous belief system that if we punish somebody, they Mm. will be course corrected into being Mm. good, Mm. right? Do you agree? Yes. Yes. So, and and for the listener, just check in. Do you see somebody doing something wrong? It could be the the simplest things. It could be someone throwing simple doesn't mean it doesn't have impact. I just mean simple as in context of more complex uh, things. Someone, you know, Yelling at a, at a at a child at a restaurant, or throwing a cigarette out the car window mm-hmm. when they're driving in the mountains, the variety of things, or mm-hmm. or an unhoused person um, uh, using drugs in front of you. Notice the kind of punitive approach mm-hmm. that plays out in your psychology. Notice how your mind immediately orients itself towards punishment. Punishing Mm -hmm. that person. Mm -hmm. And then think about the ways that you punish yourself. We wanting to punish them and punish ourselves because we are hoping to be course corrected into being good people. So all self-destructive behaviors that we do, smoking a cigarette, drinking the thing, overusing drugs, um, binge, all the things Mm -hmm. that we do towards self that's like unconscious self-destruction we they're self-punishing mechanisms because we believe that we need to be punished and if we're punished enough we are then going to become good people so i think the 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 the, the pervasive background noise in the human psyche is i want to feel not think but feel and and go a layer deeper to it's a knowing that i'm good 
you know? And unless we are forgiving, which to forgive is to, you know, is to let go of the need to punish. To Mm -hmm. forgive is to accept. It's not to approve. Mm -hmm. Approval is saying, I approve of this, so therefore you give me your consent for more of it to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Acceptance, which which is a quality of forgiveness, opens the door for you to say, this happened, period. And here's what I did mm-hmm. with it. This mm-hmm. happened to me, but guess what I did with it? Or this is what I did, and guess is this is what I what I choose to never do again, so I can grow and become a better person, and and never make the same mistakes again. So, let's just baseline understand the punitive versus restorative justice mm-hmm. system that's out in the world, and how we have approached our own psyches and our own bodies and the bodies of other people and the and the and the and the in the in the society to, through a punitive perspective we believe that it's only through punishing people that they can be that they can that they could be course corrected into being good people how often we do this to ourselves too now through buddhist psychology you know that everyone is innately good mm-hmm. how do you experience that goodness by forgiving the same way that you saying something unkind to your partner to your friend to your boss or a stranger has a consequence. You know, the consequence of hate is more hate, right? The consequence of a kind word and the consequence of forgiveness is peace. Mm-hmm. We always think about consequences having mm-hmm. this 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 um, context for, for negativity, for destruction, for pain. But consequence, karma, aka, right? I'm speaking of consequence, but what I'm really talking about is a deeper layer of truth, the natural law of justice, yes. also known as karma. It's just, it's orienting us to see that a moment of forgiveness has a consequence. And that consequence is relaxation, is peace, is kindness, is abundance, and creativity, mastery of creativity, right? The muse Mm -hmm. welcomes back into the room. The muse feels safe to express herself through you because you've forgiven. You know, to Mm -hmm. forgive is a choice of the brave. To forgive is a choice of the audacious, of the warrior, you know, Mm -hmm. because... Unless we forgive, we're constantly bringing the past into the present. And if you're bringing the past into the present, your capacity to see poetry in the leaves dancing in the wind Mm. or the sunlight kissing your skin won't be there because you're constantly bringing your past into the present. So forgiveness is the catalyst to presence. I can't say anything. I can't say any more about it. And, you know, I've had posts with with. Thousands and thousands of comments and hundreds and hundreds and thousands, actually thousands, thousands, thousands of, of likes and, and hundreds of thousands of plays. And there's still a whole bunch of people who are like, F forgiveness, you don't get it. Da, 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 da. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so live, live that view. Continuously live that view. Hold on to your past like that's the definition of your biography. Hold on to the traumatic event as, it's, as, is, as the definition of your biography. I'm willing to change, and because I'm willing to change, I know that everyone else is willing to change too. The natural law of yes. life is change. Yes. So because everything is constantly dying and being reborn, honey, we got to recognize that in the process of death and rebirth, forgiveness is, is actually a part of that stew. It's a part of that equation. It doesn't happen without it, yeah. you know, or it can happen without it where we resist the death. We resist the change. And when we resist the change, we suffer. So, you know, in short, just think about forgiveness as the, the, the release of the desire to punish yourself or others. 
and know that two truths can exist together. That if you are considering, if you consider yourself a, a sincere spiritual seeker, you need to recognize that paradox is truth. That two contradictory truths or two paradoxical truths can exist together. Yes, this person caused me harm. Yeah. Yes, they've done something really fucked up. Excuse my language. They've done something really destructive. Yes, they are responsible for that, for that pain. Place the responsibility where it belongs. That does not negate the fact that you could still forgive them for their action and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, remember that the work that I did with Cardi B on that Facebook show, towards, towards the end of our forgiveness art ritual, Cardi says, forgiving them is a gift to myself. That's mm-hmm. what we want to recognize, yeah. that to relinquish the bind and the stickiness of the past is a gift to you, you know? Yes. So paradoxical truth. I, I forgive you because I know that from, from the highest, from a, one other side of the truth, what you did is not the definition of who you are, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And therefore, I choose to see you for your highest self. I mm-hmm. choose to see you for your higher self. Therefore, mm-hmm. I know that your behavior is not who you are. Um, so there it is. Yes. I feel like when we opened up for forgiveness, my love, Bunny, I need to just give a little bit more context because it's a yeah. really hard topic and and we have been colonized um conditioned habituated relationed into holding on to our past like our lives depends depend on it but i say hold on to forgiveness like your life depends on it hold on to love like your life depends on it hold on to joy like your life depends on it and when you are in a state of joy from one side, when you are recalibrated and, and engulfed and embodied in a state of joy, there's no room for punitive uh, approach to life. You will never hurt another person when you are operating from a state of joy. You will never hurt another person when you are mm-hmm. operating from a state of love. Hurt yes. people, hurt people. We know this. Mm-hmm. Free people, free people. That's yeah. what you are doing. That's what I'm doing. We are just constantly recalibrating our, our, our inner state to a state of freedom. Therefore, when we see somebody making a mistake, we recognize that the responsibility of that mistake is on them, but simultaneously we're able to not see that mistake to be the definition of who they are because I'm changing, so are they. I choose yes. peace, honey. I choose was, peace, period. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't believe that is such a complex subject, but you summed it up so perfectly and beautifully. And I don't want to take, I know that you are in a rush and I don't want to take, do you have time to do yes, the question? Yes, let's okay, do okay. it. Please, Okay, please, we're going to do please, an answer please, listener please. question. I haven't read this either. My producer, aka spouse, teed up a question for us that they thought would be good. Okay. Ooh, I love when the spouse gets involved, honey, because oh, yes. they're going to bring you know, out the tea. <laughs> you got to put, put your family to work. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. Right. Family business. All right. Um, hi, Bunny and team. My question is regarding love and romance. I am 19 and finishing up my first year of college, and I've never been in a relationship before, nor have I had my first kiss. I know that my higher self is guiding me and love and love will find me when it's meant to. But sometimes I still feel a deep longing for a romantic relationship. I feel very happy with the person that I am, and I don't feel like I need romance to be whole, and I also feel love around me every day from friends and family. However, sometimes I find myself doubting if I will ever get to experience love in a romantic capacity because I see people around me my age with all of this experience and sometimes I can't help but long for the feelings of love they have. When I express this to my friends or family, they always say something like, it will be happen for you one day. And I know this is true, but I still 
find it hard to believe. I feel as if I've tried to open my heart in every way possible and I truly am content with my life. But I guess I would just like an outside perspective on how to view this in a different way and maybe get a better perspective on what my higher self sees. Thank you to any beautiful soul that sees or hears this. I truly appreciate any feedback. That's so sweet. Oh my God. So sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet. Uh, do I go first or do you go first? Uh, I'll go first because I feel like that you, uh, yeah. I'll go first. Okay. First, I just want to say yes. And <laughs> I first want to say yes, it will happen. And there is divine timing coming on, but it's absolutely okay to have desires, to have wants, to feel like you want something that you don't have. There's nothing wrong with wanting something. You know, I think sometimes, you know, when we're doing this spiritual work, we think we should want for nothing, right? You know, we're like, oh, I if I love myself truly, then, you know, I, I shouldn't want a partner, mm-hmm. right? And that's not realistic Mm-mm. at all. You can Mm-mm. have wants. I have so many wants. Like, I want to find mm-hmm. some genes that fit me right. Mm-hmm. I haven't found them yet, you know, mm-hmm. and this is a goal of mine. <laughs> yes. um, and, and that's okay. Um, and that's okay. You can do, you can be both. You can that's both right. be whole and also know that you have goals, that you are open for new paths. You're open to meeting new people and you're open for love. Mm-hmm. And you, there's nothing to fix here. That's all I'm trying to say is, you know, mm-hmm. I think that you feel like having those feelings means something's wrong and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with those feelings. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's divine timing, babe. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have a lot of relationships mm-hmm. and it's going to be, each one's going to teach you something. Okay. So you go ahead. So I know. You. Oh my God. That's so good. Uh, thank you. And yes, echoing all of the things. I just, the only reason I'm running is because my parents are arriving here in LA and I got to go pick them up at the airport, yeah, yeah, which I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. Um, so yes, echoing all of that. And I can tell by the way you wrote this, that I can tell that you have uh, inner stability and mm-hmm. I can tell that you are, there's, there's, there's deep sense of contentment in your life where you are truly like being able to see poetry, being able to see beauty, being able to see uh, grace and love. And you're actually like not zooming into people's flaws, but you're actually like tickling people's beauty. And I don't mean external beauty. I mean the beauty in their hearts. So I just mm-hmm. want to reflect that just by the, the little paragraph that you wrote, I can, I can feel all the all this is like really really evident for you so good job honey to be 19 and be this woke honey yes absolutely i second that for sure oh my god so and then the next thing i want to say it's you know the only thing that i want to reflect on to here is if this is something that you want or that you're curious about experiencing see if you are actively actively taking steps out of your comfort zone Mm. because when we are surrounded by family and friends and 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 we are so nourished in this way but we're 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 we we're wanting the intimacy of of a partner Mm -hmm. it's like the intimacy of a best friend does nourish us in so many ways now the best friend that bridges into the partner, into the romance of intimacy there, that's a different kind of intimacy. That's something that you truly only experience with your romantic partner that you that you have this sort of sexual connection with, which I'm hearing that's what you're desiring too. Mm-hmm. 
I think that perhaps, my sweet love, my darling, it's time to just kind of see, am I actually taking a step outside of my comfort zone every day? And I'm not saying go on a date every day. No, I'm just saying one step outside of the comfort zone every day. Am I smiling back when someone smiles at me? Am Mm -hmm. I waving back? Am I reaching in? Am I saying hi to the stranger at the coffee shop? Mm -hmm. You know, am I writing my phone number on a napkin and leaving at the table of that really sweetheart that we Mm -hmm. saw, you know, and saying XOXO, call me, Mm -hmm. you know, um, are we going to that to that degree of like, but it's not to be reaching, 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 reaching. It's it's more like sprinkling, 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 mm. sprinkling. Like mm-hmm. where does your beautiful, uh, magical, loving, romantic uh, dust can be sprinkled at? And only you know. I, I don't know enough about your life and I need like way more context to tell you, okay, maybe we can sprinkle a little bit of that beautiful, loving fairy dust in this direction or that direction. But mm-hmm. just look in your own mind, in your own life, if you could actually sprinkle a little bit more dust in specific areas. And I don't know what it's like where you are right now in the world, but um, be where you wish to be found. You know, mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. wanting to meet conscious you know, liberated, free beings know that going to a happy hour, aka getting drunk at 5 p.m. with with mm. your with your coworkers, you're not going to find the mm. one you're looking for yeah. there. You know, yeah. um, go to a retreat, go to a, mm-hmm. a you know something that is tickling your your spiritual self, your spiritual mm-hmm. uh, side. Um, so be where you wish to be find found, and also just know that. If we approach every era, of our, every era of our lives like a spiritual gardener, everything requires time, as Bunny said. Yeah. So remember to water the seeds of it every day and, mm-hmm. re- and think about what seeds are you over watering because you're wanting them to grow. Like everything requires time. If you water mm-hmm. a seed every single day, it doesn't mean it's going to grow. You might, right. you might literally uh, yes. draw it, you know? Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, so something like that. I hope that's yes. helpful, my darling. It's fair. I think that's a great point about stepping outside of your comfort zone. Normally when we want things and we want change and we want um, and, and that type of growth, we do have to we do have to step out of our comfort zone and that's a really beautiful way of putting it don't overwater you got to you got to tend to it yeah 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 yes. this is really what it is don't overwater but also notice if you're not even watering at all mhm mhm you know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like that I love you so much I, I love, love you, you so too, much and it's such you. a this conversation has brightened my day my week and mm. I needed it so much um and you're a beautiful beautiful being such a warm spirit and mm. just thank you my love Thank you. Same, same. What you see is in you. That's why you can see it. So thank you. And uh, more soon, please. Yes, please, please, we'll please. definitely do this again. Well, thank you, love my you. love. And love have, you and have a good time with your parents and sending you so much love. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Okay. Love you, my darling. See you Bye. soon. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was so uplifting. So amazing. I love Sauce so much. Make sure to check out his work. You can go to sawdismo.com. You can follow Saw on TikTok, on Instagram. You can get one of Saw's books. Spiritually Sassy is one of my favorites. 
so much joy around that person. And I think joy is so important on this path, on our path to finding our higher selves. So thank you to everybody. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, I love you and so does your higher self. We'll see you next time. Bye. EXO Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.